Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Sisters in a TV. On today's episode, I want to take the time to celebrate the lives and the contributions of two television actors who passed away recently, about a day or so apart. And that is um, Tim Considine, who was best known as Mike on My Three Sons, and Johnny Brown, best known as Bookman on Good Times. I want to take the time to pay homage to both of these gentlemen and all of the contributions that they've made to television history over the years. Now, Tim Considine was initially a Mouseketeer. When My Three Sons first came into being, Tim Considine was already a TV star. He was already looked up to and idolized by young kids and teens of the late 50s. He was actually in a spinoff from the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, I can't recall the name of the spinoff, but it was so popular within the Mickey Mouse Club that it became a TV show of its own and ran for about two seasons as well um, by itself. He also was in The Shaggy Dog with his future TV father, Fred McMurray. So he was already um, an established star when My Three Sons made its debut on ABC in the fall of 1960. Of course, My Three Sons told us about, uh, introduced us to the Douglas family. Steve Douglas, who was an engineer, I believe, and his three boys, Mike, Robbie, and Chip, and the boy's grandfather, Steve's father-in-law, Bub. Now, Bob was portrayed by William Frawley, whom we all know best from um, I Love Lucy as Fred Mertz. Bob took care of all of the maternal aspects within the home. He did the cooking, the cleaning, the washing. He made sure that the boy stayed out of trouble. He made sure that the dog Tramp was kept under control. And he was one to make sure the boys did their homework. And he looked after them when Steve was at work and away on business trips. So My Three Sons basically was one of those TV shows where you began to see kids on TV not have both parents in the home. Steve was a widower, and he and Bub were raising the boys on their own. Now, Mike Douglas was your typical eldest child. He was independent. He was feisty, smart. He could be stubborn, defiant rebellious. He could be, um, he could have a heart of gold and he was someone that the boys, his younger brothers looked up to. Now, uh, Tim Considine remained with my three sons for five years. He ended up leaving the show in 1965 after the character of Mike married Sally portrayed by Meredith McRae. So Mike and Sally had been dating exclusively for about two years, and then they decided to marry. And then they moved east, Massachusetts or Rhode Island, somewhere along those lines. And so um, you didn't see Mike or Sally anymore. Uh, I don't even think that Mike was mentioned uh, very much, even in passing, for the remaining seven seasons of the show. Tim Considine left my three sons of his own volition. He felt as though after five years he had pretty much run his course with the show and with the character of Mike, and he wanted to move on and do other things, um, which he did. He did episodic television for a while. He did uh, t- uh, one episode I remember uh, in particular that he was in was 
a season four episode of The Fugitive, where he portrayed Howie. Howie was this scheming, blackmailing, underhanded photographer that Dr. Kimball had to turn to for assistance when he ended up being outed by the one armed man. Again, the two were in a warehouse fire. Dr. Kimball was left temporarily blind. The one-armed man was not badly injured, interestingly enough, and he calls the cops on Kimball, and Kimball has to rely on Howie to help him escape, which he does. It's a good episode. It's on YouTube, and again, it's from the fourth and final season of The Fugitive. Now, Tim made his biggest, probably, contribution to film when he portrayed a soldier in the movie Patton, starring George C. Scott, where uh, this is the soldier in the movie that Patton slaps. Uh, Not a very long scene, but a very memorable one. So I think that, in addition to the shaggy dog, was probably his biggest contribution to film. Um, Huge, huge presence that that one scene had in Patton. Very unforgettable, very unforgettable scene. And uh, it was, again, not a big role, but he, he played it very well. Definitely made a very strong impact within that movie. So Tim Considine eventually left entertainment. He left show business and he became a photographer. He developed an interest in both auto racing and photography. And so he spent the rest of his life writing books on auto racing and doing lots of photography of auto racing as well. Now, he did stay in touch with his My Three Sons castmates. Whenever there was a My Three Sons cast reunion, whether it was on screen or off, Tim was always present. For example, there was the on-screen reunion of My Three Sons and the Partridge family in 1977, where everyone from My Three Sons came back except for Dodie, who, of course, if, if you remember, Steve remarried Barbara, and Barbara had a little girl named Dodie. Well, everyone was back for the reunion, Steve and Barbara, uh, Mike and Sally, Robbie and Katie, Chip and Polly, Ernie, and I think even Tramp the Dog was back, and I believe Uncle Charlie as well. Now, William Frawley had passed by that point some years back, but it uh, was it's a fun special to watch, and it is on YouTube. The quality is not that great, but honestly... It's the special itself that matters the most. And it's just it's just a lot of fun to see, to see everyone back together again and having a good time. And it's just really heartwarming to watch. There, of course, were off-screen reunions as well. Tim was always present for those. And it was Stanley Livingston who portrayed Chip, who broke the news of his passing on his Facebook page. So Tim Considine may have left My Three Sons after five seasons, but he remained close to the character of Mike and to the history of the show and to the castmates that he worked with on the show. So uh, My Three Sons, I believe the first season or two, or maybe even the first couple are available on DVD. I'm not sure if the entire series is available because it did run for 12 years. So that I'm not sure about. And I do believe it's still on MeTV early in the mornings, Monday through Friday. Interestingly enough, it's the Mike years that are shown on MeTV. Last I heard anyway, the uh, seasons of 1960 to 1965. Now the color episodes 
color episodes, which feature the Douglas family after Mike's departure, those have not been shown on MeTV unless they've made some changes that I am not aware of, which that's definitely possible. In 1965, Robbie became the eldest son, and Chip was in the middle, and little Ernie, portrayed by Barry Livingston, Stanley's little brother, became the youngest because Ernie was a family friend for a couple of years, and then Ernie's parents were killed, and Steve adopted Ernie, and he was the third son. So uh, I believe that MeTV is still showing my three sons. You might want to check their website. I need to do the same, as a matter of fact. Uh, but if you would like to check on that, I would just go to MeTV.com look at their schedule, their Monday through Friday schedule and see if it's still on. And you can, of course, check Amazon and see what seasons are available on DVD. Now, of course, Johnny Brown began his career on Broadway, on the stage. He worked with Sammy Davis Jr. And he also would work with Frank Sinatra, John Wayne. These are stories that he relayed very, very often to his family, to friends, to other co-workers. He's very proud of his history within the entertainment industry before he went into television. And he went into television initially by portraying, uh, he was a part of the Leslie Uggams show. And the, uh, that show was only on for like a season, I believe, 1969 to 1970. That was his first introduction to television. Johnny Brown also recorded an album. And if you remember seeing him on Good Times, he was always, and laughing. he was on point with his celebrity impersonations. He did those very, very well. So speaking of laugh-in, Johnny Brown made his debut on Laugh-In after the Leslie Uggams show came to an end. He made his debut at the end of the 1969-1970 season, and he was billed as John Brown. From the beginning, I thought he was a great addition to the show, right from the jump. I thought he fit in very, very well. He was really funny. Every skit that he was in was, was hysterical. So, you know, he fit in right from the beginning. By the fall of 1970, and Laugh-In had come back for season three, no, make that season four, um, the 1971-70-71 season was season four, well, uh, Johnny Brown was back for that season, and he was a regular by that point, and he was being billed as Johnny Brown. Now, of course, how Johnny Brown got the uh, role on Laugh-In was thanks to Sammy Davis Jr., he had dinner with Dick Martin and Dan Rowan, and they were looking for new faces for Laugh-In because they had several people leave Laugh-In by 1970. Goldie Hawn, Judy Karn, Teresa Graves, Joanne Worley, Chelsea Brown. They had had quite a few people depart, so they were looking for new faces, and Sammy recommended Johnny Brown. So that was how he ended up on Laugh-In. Laugh-In, of course, the predecessor to Saturday Night Live. Lots of jokes, hilarity, skits. Every subject imaginable was, you know, focused on, was given attention to. No subject was left untouched. And there, you know, was there was a controversial show. It's funny and silly, but also at the same time full of controversy. Because they hit off on some topics that were not very popular. 
politics and the Vietnam War, racism. So, you know, it was definitely must-see TV. And Laugh-In had become the number one TV show in the country, as a matter of fact. Well, by the time Johnny Brown was a member of the cast, the cast included during his time on the show. He was on the show for two seasons. He left in 1972. You had Lily Tomlin, Dennis Allen, Barbara Sharma, Richard Dawson, Larry Hovis. And so he, again, an elder. And Ruth Buzzy was still on the show along with um, Artie Johnson was still there for a while. Gary Owens. So he, again, fit in very, very well with the cast. And actually, during his time on Laugh-In, he was considered for the role of Lamont over on Sanford and Son. However, due to his Laugh-In contract, he couldn't leave. He was locked into that. So the role of Lamont went to Damon Wilson. So Donnie left uh, Laugh-In in 1972 as they were entering their sixth and final season. And he ended up over on Good Times, beginning, his first appearance was during the 1974-75 season. It was the episode when James was trying to open a fix-it shop, and he began to have the business there in the apartment, and Bookman found out, began to try to cause trouble, took advantage of the situation, took advantage of James and his business, and the fix-it shop ended up closing and Bookman did not get the chance to evict the Evans like he threatened to do so. Now interestingly enough when Bookman first came to Good Times he was not a friend of the family. He was a nemesis to the Evans. He was always threatening to evict them. He never wanted to fix anything. He was not a likable character. But by 1977, Esther Roll had departed the show. Don Amos, of course, had been fired the previous year. But by 1977, this TV show no longer had parents on it. So you had Wilona and you had J.J. Thelma and Michael. So the producers, the writers were scrambling for a way to be able to fill that void of a TV show which started off with two very strong parents to now having no parents. So that's when they decided to make the character of Bookman a regular. And of course, they also brought in Janet Jackson. All of a sudden, Bookman Bookman became more of a friend to the Evans family and less of an adversary. We got to see Mrs. Bookman, who was portrayed by Marilyn Coleman in a couple of episodes. And you got to see the light-hearted kind side of Bookman. And that was a nice change. It was nice to see Bookman in a way where he and the Evans family actually got along well together. Now, Johnny Brown, again, I think he was a great addition to the show, even before he became a regular. But I really have never cared for the excessive fat jokes. They definitely ran those into the ground. I mean, it seemed like in every episode, they couldn't go an episode without bringing up the weight issue, without having inserting a fat joke. And I just don't think that's funny. I never have. I think that the writers really went down a very cheap, shady path because these were professionals being paid bank. They were making bank writing for good times. And you mean to tell me that these people could not think of a better way to, you know, to, to 
deal with the Bookman character than to constantly going on with the Buffalo butt stuff. It just, it was very inappropriate. And I read an interview that Johnny Brown did around 2019 where he said that he was tired of the Buffalo butt stuff, how they ran into the ground, how when Janet Jackson, when she, she had just come to the show and was like an 11 year old kid herself. And there, they were giving her the lines of Mr. Buffalo butt. Gary Coleman, this was not brought up in the interview. I'm injecting this myself. Gary Coleman was in an episode, I think it was the last episode of the 1977-78 season when they put on the benefit show to save the local daycare center. And uh, Bookman, you know, said hello to Gary. And Gary turns around and says, you know, because Bookman put his hand on his shoulder and Gary's like, watch the threads, lardo. Studio audience cracks up, but it's not funny. That was very inappropriate. I mean, to have a kid talk that way, speak that way to a grown man, to an adult, very disrespectful. So that's something that does leave a bad taste in my mouth in regard to Bookman and Good Times. They just really stooped to a very low level, in my opinion. But anyway, Johnny stayed with the show until it ended in August of 1979. And then after Good Times ended, then he began to appear in other um, in episodic television. You saw him on Give Me a Break, The Jeffersons, I believe, Martin, and other TV shows as well. And he acted basically off and on for the you know for for quite a while. His daughter Sharon was um, an actress. She actually, for those of you who do not know, was Fun Girl in uh, season five of Good Times in uh, a uh, fifth episode season. Uh, episode of from season five of good times that was his daughter sharon also appeared in the jeffersons as well and a different world she was on the tv show generations and she was the one who broke the news of johnny's passing on her instagram page johnny's passing was unexpected we do not know the circumstances behind his passing those have not been revealed or released as of yet I do know that both Bernadette Stannis, who was Thelma on Good Times, and Janet Jackson ha- uh, have made beautiful tributes to him on social media. If you'd like to go and look at those, I would definitely recommend doing so. They're really beautiful. And Kim Fields uh, has a tribute on her Instagram page to Johnny Brown. There was a Good Times reunion because Johnny Brown made appearances at most of the Good Times reunions that were had on and off screen. They never did a reunion, of course, like a movie or anything like that. They never did that. But I do know that there were reunions of Good Times and Johnny Brown was present for most of them. Well, there was a reunion of Good Times and Kim Fields attended because Kim was in a few episodes of season six um, as Penny's little friend Kim and she wrote Florida's bus and everything. So there was a video that they made together, Kim and Johnny Brown, and they were talking about his relationship with Kim's mother, Chip, and how, you know, the, they're working together down through the years. And it's a very sweet video of the two of them. And she posted it some months ago, but she reposted it after Johnny's passing. So if you'd like to check that out, I definitely recommend doing so as well. Um, Johnny Brown, again, very funny man, very talented. And I just think that he deserved better than all of the the uh, rude insults on uh, good times. Now on Laugh-In, 
I tell you, I haven't seen Laugh-In really in a long time. I don't think, though, there were nearly as many fat jokes in regard to him on Laugh-In as there were on Good Times. I mean, I could be wrong about that because I have not seen Laugh-In in, oh, my goodness, probably about maybe five years. That was back when I had cable and it was coming on Get TV, I believe. Um, but I'd, I think that Good Times definitely was the one that was the most disrespectful uh, in regard to him. And he deserved better than that because I always liked Johnny Brown. I liked him in everything I've ever seen him in. And I just think, like I said, that he deserved a lot better. And I'm honored to be able to pay tribute to both he and Tim Considine in this episode. And uh, speaking of which, uh, Laughing is available on DVD. I last I heard, Laughing is available not. I don't think it's the entire series. I don't think it's available either by uh, individual seasons. I think it's like a compilation of all six seasons or well not the sixth season because George Slaughter who was the producer of Laugh-In was very embarrassed by season six and he refused to have it released but his daughter Maria released it and you know it wasn't that good to be honest with you but they had really good guest stars during that time so that makes it worth watching plus you still had Lily Tomlin and Richard Dawson and and you know other talented people like Dennis Allen Ruth Buzzy so that makes it worth watching as well but I believe it's just season one through season five um clips from those seasons that are available on DVD. I might be wrong. I need to check that out myself, but um I would definitely check Amazon for Laugh In. Good Times, of course, the entire series available available on DVD. It's also available by individual season. So you might want to go and take a look at that if you're interested. And it is still being shown on TV. It's on um Get TV during the week, Monday through Friday, both in the morning and late at night. And it is still on TV One, I believe on the weekends. I'm not sure of what day. I let my cable go, so I'm not sure of when it's on, but it's still on TV One. I'm in a couple of Good Times Facebook uh, groups, so I need to find out exactly when it's on TV One, just, you know, for, for reference. But again, I wanted to pay tribute to both Tim Considine and Johnny Brown, and I'm delighted to be able to do so. My thoughts, my condolences are, uh, are with their families, their former castmates, fans, everyone who um, was everyone that they were special to. And I just want to say I'm so happy and thankful that their work is still available for us to be able to enjoy. And um, I know it will continue to be enjoyed by many people, many of us for many years to come. So to both of these gentlemen, well done. And that's going to do it for this episode of Two Sisters in a TV. I'll see you next time. Until then, when I come back with another, uh, probably, I think I'm going to do another uh, TV show on my next episode, which will be in a few days or no later than next week. But until then, thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next time. <laughs>